0: A little bit different, uh, something a little bit different before we start, and uh, one of the things that I really would love to do, and I, I'm just not very organized in my brain sometimes, so I forget, but is to introduce um, uh, introduce us a bit to books and and a bit to uh, the music industry, you know, the 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 worship uh, that that is available, the the incredible songs that are enriching for us, incredible books that build our lives. And um, I had the pleasure of meeting uh, this girl, Peterson, um, last year in, in Nashville, I uh, was part of a conference. And she's just written this song. And I, I thought we, it would be nice if we heard her testimony. She's, she's 18, 19 years old. And, um, and it'd be nice if we could hear the testimony of how she came to write this song. And then we will hear the song itself. So, if you guys would... song, I Am
1: Not My Own, has been a year in the making. Ben Shive and I started it last January, I think, and uh, we wanted to write a song that speaks to the idea of identity. In this day and age, it's so hard to talk about with gender identity and sexuality and you know all of these like really hard topics, and I feel like as the church, we're called to bring it up. Um, and I was reading Heidelberg's Catechism, and one of the first questions is, what is our hope in life and death? Uh, and the answer is... Um, that we are not our own; that we belong to, to the Lord um, I always feel like I need to hear that belonging is such an important thing and knowing that we're loved, that we're created by the Lord should affect everything we do Out of, which means that knowing that we belong to the Lord means our bodies also belong to Him so what we do with our bodies matter, what we do with um, like our hearts and our spirit and like the way we fill our days all of these things matter it also kind of speaks to the idea of shame and guilt and um, and knowing that we belong to him. Like, if, you know, if I ran away from my dad, I could kick and scream and do whatever I wanted to. But that doesn't change the fact that I am his, his daughter, right? And there's nothing we can do about that. Uh, and that's the truth that I want to look.
2: Still fond, who made their heavens, made my heart and soul. Before I drew a breath, I was full of them. I am his creation, the maker's masterpiece. And all that he deserves will be done when all of the peace He'd P- fight but here is the time rule of the living God I'll worship in this house that is forthright its growth As I bear his name oh, I'll walk through day the rolling missile phone the ether I will send a of the Bible. i, will a of the I will a hand to 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 Lord, I, don't, I don't. And if he hands redeem me, I get good by all. The ledger of my works he can sing us a lot of good here long. And he declares my standing, and he declares my state. So I will build myself. Seven days, showing again. I I'm dreaming I've never had before. I've never to about i of I've I'm of a deal. i I'm a i I'm a I was never never a never 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 maker made, quote, close to me. There is nothing to call. That you, cannot so the right the you that you can't be So, in the i live the admiral sent you through that little 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 and know, I've been across the same street. I'm going into the to enjoy, enjoy. i I've been this. But I think you'll alone to the door. I am the surprise of
0: Uh, um. So Sky wrote this with Kristen Getty, and and Kristen Getty's dad was here and preached a couple weeks ago. Remember? So so it's it's amazing to see the connections. But you know, I think sometimes we just don't realize certain things. You know, we 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 don't just need necessarily Bible studies. Sometimes we we need revelation of the studies that we have studied. And Paul wrote. Uh, the Corinthian church, who believed. They believed the word of God. They believed in Jesus. They were filled with the spirit. But their lives were kind of off. And and, and it's amazing that, that Paul doesn't tackle the symptoms. He gets to the core. And the core was they didn't realize that they were not their own. He says to them, don't you realize that you are not your own? You've been bought at a price. And I think it's just a great, I mean, I, I hope you guys will put this song on repeat. I hope, you know, that we, that we realize that it's not that we are not our own as, as slaves of a despot. Is we are not our own. We, are, we belong to our father. Who we can entrust our life to and he does care for us. What a privilege. So let's open our Bibles to Ephesians, uh, to Ephesians, to John chapter four. Um, and sing one more time <laughs> which wouldn't be a bad thing. So let's, let's read uh, um, uh, John chapter 4. It says, Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself did not baptize but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee, but he needed to go through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus therefore being wearied from his journey sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. And Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, And who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, You would have asked him, And he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, And the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, Who gave us the well? And drank from it himself as well as his sons and his livestock Jesus answered and said to her whoever drinks of this water will thirst again but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into eternal life and the woman said to him sir give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw and Jesus said to her go call your husband and come here the woman answered and said I have no husband Jesus said to her you have well said I have no husband for you have had five husbands and the one you now have is not your husband in that you spoke truly and the woman said to him sir I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, and you Jews say that it is in Jerusalem where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither worship on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. Worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship, we know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth for the father is seeking such to worship him god is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth the woman said to him you know i know the messiah is coming who is called the christ when he comes he will tell us all things and jesus said to her I who speak to you am he and at this point his disciples came and they marveled that he talked with a woman yet no one said what do you seek or why are you talking to her and the woman left her water pot went her way into the city and said to the men come see a man who told me all things that I ever did could this be the Christ then they went out to of the city and came to him In the meantime his disciples urged him saying rabbi eat but he said to them i have food to eat which you do not know therefore the disciples said to one another has anyone brought him anything to eat and jesus said to him my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work do not do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest behold i say to you lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I send you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their labors. And many of the Samaritans of the city believed in him. Because of the word of the woman who testified, he told me all I ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days, and many more believed because of his own word. Then they said to the woman, Now we believe not because of what you said, For we ourselves heard him and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Father, uh, we thank you so much, Lord, for your word. What a great few weeks we've had in just these verses. There's always more layers. There's always more things to observe, more things to apply, more things to discover. And Father, we're so privileged that you Um, educate us and transform us through your word and I pray that you would have your way with us this morning and help us Lord help us to to grow in the knowledge of you in Jesus name amen so so we have a friend that was raised uh outside of Tehran in Iran. Um, she was, is, according to the Muslim tradition, the Shiites, she is a direct descendant of Muhammad, the prophet, she and her two daughters living in Iran, uh, wore the, the, hijab. I mean, the full blown one, you know, where you would only see the eyes and these these young girls grew up um and with with um taher um you know in the middle of iran captive to a regime captive to a a, a, a religion and um what happened is one of her sons became a christian and then the dad wanted to pretty much kill the son and then the two daughters her two daughters became christians and they were celebrating the new year of 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 islam of of the shiite that that of the of and and what they do with the iman they comes he comes on tv kind of like the pope in in and um in the catholic church that that will give a speech or the queen in england but so the iman just kind of opens the Quran and 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 just they open it randomly and um, and of course the the daughters were wanting the mom to believe and the iman on TV opens the Quran up and it opens up and he puts the finger down and and his finger falls on the name Jesus and and so the iman on live TV and in Iran says, this is the year of Jesus. Now you gotta think, these two daughters are trying to convince their mom of the fact that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And so the girls get really excited and they're like, Mom, you see, it's the year of Jesus. It's the year of Jesus. And she's not responding. She is like this and then the daughters are saying, You've got to believe in Jesus. You've got to believe in Jesus. And she says, Believe in Jesus. I am with Jesus. And that day, her life was completely changed and she became a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. God's dealings with people. Now they live in the United States, they had to flee. The son was in prison for three years uh, for the gospel. And uh, we actually visited them a couple of years ago, and, and gave Loret- She gave Loretta because they really prayed for us to have children when we weren't able to have children, and uh, and then when we got uh, Jonathan and Art, and she gave this little stone with a little um, for for a chain, uh, which which uh, was given in Iran for people that have a child. Anyway, the point being, last week we talked about my grandmother and her colorful life here this this week you see this other lady and what what you see is the way that god deals with people and here we have a woman at a well and you know i we we might repeat some things but i I just wanted to touch i think this will be the last week we spend on it because we've done a lot if you want to catch up you're able to go to funny enough if you want to catch up grab this scan it with your phone it will take you to all the YouTube, and uh, uh, and you can actually watch the previous ones on the on the woman at the well. But I, I really wanted to point out this. And and I want to tie it a little bit too with my grandmother with Tahir because sometimes when we think of the woman at the well, we just think of this woman at the well, and it's all very spiritual. But when we see the the bondage, the pain, the suffering from other people, my my grandmother being abused, being beaten. And then becoming somebody's lover and and you know these these colorful things or somebody being trapped to religion in a, in a in iran um that that kind of brings it a little bit more home but when we read here but he needed to go through samaria jesus needed to go through samaria there was at least two other ways to go to galilee But Jesus needed to go through Samaria, no doubt, because he knew what she was going through. She knew what she had gone through, and he wanted to meet her. He was concerned for her. He saw her suffering. Five husbands. we 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 looked at last week we don't know we you know sometimes we assume we're just like oh five husbands so she just kept going for the next one kept abandoning the one she had and she went for the next one and she was never satisfied look at that sinful woman but you don't know we don't know what the circumstance was for all we know she must she might have had some defect and she was dumped five times for all we know, she might have been a feisty woman, so she was like, go five times. <laughs> you know, We just don't know what it was. But whatever it was, the one thing you don't see with Jesus is condemnation. You see concern. You see concern. And I think we need to learn this from that. Number one, that when we deal with people, get to know people's lives and then apply Jesus to that situation don't don't we we don't just sort of lash out with our little formulas and 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 Bible verses get to know the person and learn how to wisely be concerned for the person but number two also you know um, realize that the Lord knows and cares for the situations that we find ourselves in he sees the suffering he is concerned for her he must go through Samaria number two Jesus dealings look at Jesus dealings with the woman at the well it's amazing to me I I just love to see Jesus he's the he's the master chess player and not only uh, is 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 I find it good in my own life, but, but I, I find that I want to learn from it in dealing with other people's lives, right? Notice how he deals with the woman at the well, tearing down through the barriers. How do you, a Jew, speak to me, a Samaritan? How the the disciples were shocked that here a man is speaking with a woman, and then we, you know, when we went to Israel, Loretta she saw a, 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 a Orthodox Jew, and she was so excited, and she she uh, he gave us some instructions. He was a bit of a guide, and he went to give her the hand. She went to give him a hand to say thank you, and she said, whoa, I don't touch a woman, you know. But but notice Jesus presses. He knows how to press through the barriers of of um of um of racism of of um of gender uh with wisdom and care with wisdom and care he draws out of her her situation go get your husband i have no husband you've said well look at the wisdom and the way he deals because he promises he promises blessing, but he realized that in order for the for to enjoy the promise of God, the living water of God, he's got to deal with the issues. And he's able to draw that out. Notice that with wisdom he deals with her. With care, he, is, he, he deals with the issue of sin. Whether it's the sin done to her or whether it's the sin that she's done to others or whether it's even her sin of misplaced expectation. We talked about last week how sometimes we can just think to ourselves, man, if I could just be married, I would be deeply fulfilled. Talk to your married guys. And women. And women. (laughs) Or if I could just have children, I would be deeply fulfilled. And did I tell you what Loretta said? Loretta said, before we had kids, she, she said to me, ra- I said, look, Loretta, if we don't have kids, that's all right, man. Maybe God's protecting us from something. Was <laughs> it wasn't a good enough answer. Loretta said to me, Loretta said, Loretta said, I'd rather have loved and lost than never have loved i said okay here we go <laughs> you know so the kids showed up and a couple months ago loretta looks at me she's like why do we have children again <laughs> you know it, it's not easy but but the realization that when we we saw it last last week here when when um when we have jacob's well jacob was asked He wanted to be blessed of God. And we looked at the fact that blessed means deeply fulfilled. And Jacob was deeply fulfilled when he saw the face of God. So deeply, you know, deep fulfillment does not come from things on earth. Nothing on earth ultimately satisfies us, fulfills us like c.s lewis if nothing in this world deeply fulfills us then then it is evidence that maybe we're made for another world and jesus promises the woman at the well look what she says he says if you knew the gift of god and who it is who says to you give me a drink You would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Whoever drinks of this water, I shall give him will never thirst. Look at the promise. She's thirsty by this time. She's like, give me some of this water so that I never have to come here. She is thirsty right there. Give me this water. He promises deep fulfillment not even deep fulfillment, but promises deep fulfillment in such a way that it'll spring out of her to others. She will be able to actually bless other people. He promises living water, overflowing, deep fulfillment. I think there's no doubt that we can say that Jesus had a tremendous impact on that woman at the well. and I want to draw um, three things really, really quickly from the impact that Jesus had on the woman at the well and where, where where's that thing in Kentucky happening? What's our university? Asbury right now, I don't know, many of you guys probably know some of you might not know, but um in Kentucky in Asbury uh, University, there is um, what they're, where they're calling a revival. Now, over the years, there's been a lot of things and there's been a lot of weird things that have happened. And there's a lot of good things that have happened, but this seems like the real deal. If you listen to the message that was given by the guy, it's unbelievable. It was so unassuming. So non, you know, and it was deep, but at one point he goes, oh, there's a screw here. And, and he's just sort of walking around. He called his wife and he said i completely blew it today i completely blew it today but he gave an opportunity for people to to he he, from romans 12 he was like there's 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 30 commandments and he's like unless you know the love of god for you you cannot fulfill the love of god for others right and um And he gave uh, uh, an opportunity for people to stay in worship and just kind of do business with the Lord. That meeting has been going on for the last two weeks, nonstop. People have flown from all over the country standing in line just because one guy, one particular guy just comes out in tears and he's just like, when you just see the holiness of God out. He's a pastor. He says, I am undone. Anything I thought I ever was, I am undone. and and i'm mentioning that because i think there's some parallels here jesus impact on the woman number one jesus made her aware of sin not through pointing it out but through making her thirsty what was lacking notice give me a drink you if you would have asked him and he would have given you living water sir you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep are you greater whoever drinks up this water will thirst again but whoever drinks of the water that i give him will never thirst again the woman said give me this water go get your husband now it doesn't matter whether it was her sin or somebody else's sin he's dealing with the sin and one of the things that ha- that's happening in Asbury that many people are saying that it's a genuine thing is that people are seeing, they're just wanting to say, I love you to the Lord, but they're being made, made aware of their own faults and God's grace in that situation. You know, you, you kind of think like, uh, uh, you think of Isaiah. If you read the first, three ch- uh, first five chapters of Isaiah, Isaiah is doing this. Woe is him woe is him woe is him woe is him everybody's woe to them and then in chapter 6 it says in the here the king uzziah died i saw the lord and then he says this woe is me it's easy to point the finger but we see god but we see like like it says that um with jacob i've seen the lord face to face we don't point the finger at everybody else we are aware of our own insufficiencies and we become, uh, we we begin to realize our need for Jesus, and that's what He did here. He very graciously, very um, uh, wisely, very powerfully makes her aware of what is lacking, the unfulfillment, and what is not right. Number two. Jesus' impact on the woman. She becomes aware of His presence, greatness and love. Think about it. It says, um, I'm you know, she's like, "You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Are you greater?" In verse 12 then he says sir in verse in verse 19 i perceive you are a prophet now he talks about worship and then he says "Uh, i know that christ is coming i am he and then she goes into the town could this be the christ have you noticed the progression that her knowledge of jesus is increasing and at one point she says Look, come, see a man that told me everything about me. And I really, I mean, of course, this is I'm putting this in, but I really believe because she was isolated, because she was there in the middle of the day, because she was—she would not go there in the morning or in the evening, it seems like. And, 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 and I think the meaning behind it is, come, see a man that told me everything about me and still talked to me, and still cared for me and still loved me. The impact that Jesus had on this woman was a a waft of his love, a waft of his greatness, a waft of his goodness. A man, a Jew, a prophet, the Messiah, and then it goes on, the Savior of the world. And that's the Christian life, guys. Remember the, the thing I told you a few weeks ago? I got sent an image that even every day I think of this image. I got sent an image of a dog looking through an apartment window at New York City. And the caption said, there must be more to life than just to be a good boy. And sometimes we make Christianity about just being good. Christianity is not about being good, it's about knowing God, being impacted by him and through that being transformed from the inside out. The awareness of his presence, his greatness, and love. And I dare you, go through any character of the Bible, and that is what you see. Think of John. My goodness, the Apostle John, who wrote this gospel, who we just read in Devotions chapter 13, and he's leaning on Jesus' breast. And in Revelation, he sees Jesus and he says, and I fell down as dead, as he discovered his great love, his greatness, his majesty. The, Jesus impacted this woman, made her aware of sin, made her aware of his presence, greatness, and love. And number three, made her eager to obey him to serve them. I mean, she went back and, she, it, it, you know, it, it's interesting. Sometimes I have a battle a little bit with evangelism campaigns and things like that, because sometimes it can kind of become a bit of a duty. You're okay. We got to do this. We got to do that. We got it, it, To me, it's, it's okay to structure things, but it's not okay to structure things if it's not the response of our souls. She went and she shared what she loved most what impacted her the most. It wasn't a duty. It was a response to his greatness, to his love. We had a pastor here 20 something, 20 years ago. When we first started here at the church, he came from, from Wales. He was um, John Vickery. And he said, he said to the church, I'll never forget, he said, whatever your face what, whatever you talk about and your face lights up that's your god i was like whoa whatever you talk about and your face lights up that's your god you know 20 years never left me what makes your life your face light up now it doesn't mean we talked about it last week God has given us all things richly to embrace uh, to to enjoy to 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 enjoy but in its proper place so in other words my face lights up at some of the things that Arden does I love I get joy out of watching my kids getting joy. You know, I, I, I it, it's an amazing experience. You know, I, I, my face lights up when we talk about, um, uh, Barcelona winning a game. So it doesn't mean that we become weird people and we're all sorry. Can't let my face light up, you know, because oh, everybody's going to know that's my God. No, it's, it's not about that, but you know, you know, what the, with the, the hammer of the whole thing is like, what is the deepest thing? What is the, 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 the real deal inside? What is the ultimate joy of your life? And I think if we search, we realize that only Jesus can be that. And so she goes and she says, come meet a man. I think that should be our lives. Our lives should be like, here, let me tell you about the guy that just changed my life. And in turn, listen, and this is crazy. And in turn, this woman goes, and she shares with Samaria. A whole community was changed through this woman. Now, this is crazy, because remember, uh, well, we live in a, in a we live in a in, a, in a environment that at times Christians are accused of being narrow with uh women and, and when we talk about uh women being different and you're being complimentary with the man and, and and we we come under attack almost like if we are the 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 the, the christians are keep women down christianity has never kept women down the, the apostle paul liberated women jesus think about this a a testimony during this time a testimony from a woman was not valid just like a woman cannot could not vote in certain country here in Spain uh, uh, some years ago about a hundred years ago you could now 70 years ago you couldn't vote if you were a woman well well a, a woman's testimony was not valid for the resurrection or for this woman with Jesus and look how Jesus insists on sending a woman. And so. Finally we're closing. Because time time ran out today. But. Um, the Holy Spirit is doing the same. Today. With you. He sees. And he cares. Exactly what you're going through. The other day, I I, I actually got um I sat down for a coffee with someone and they asked me, and I, please don't do this. No, no, don't don't do this to me. I'm gonna say something, but don't do this to me because I I I'm not I'm not I'm not asking for a pity party here. But but the guy said to me, how are you doing? And there's, there's this particular guy that I and, I, and I feel like that about many of you, but I just felt in that moment, it was almost like a God moment that I felt, my goodness, this guy cares for me. He cares for me. Not me caring for others, not a good association, not, not a good uh, business deal. He actually cares for me. And in that moment, I was really moved that there would be somebody that we would care for me. And I thought, my goodness, you know, we need to realize that Jesus cares. Cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. Maybe you ask yourself, does anyone care about me? He does. Listen, he will deal wisely. He will not deal rigidly with you. Um, He will deal wisely with you. He will deal deeply with you. He will deal powerfully with you. He will surprise you in moments you do not even expect. He will deal with your sin or the sin that others have done to you and will walk you through that with wisdom. And he will do that because he loves you and he wants to restore you, transform you, bless you deeply fulfill you and he promises deep fulfillment he doesn't promise like James said more money more cars more travel a wife children doesn't promise the circumstances is not what's important what is important is like is that you he will deeply fulfill you regardless of the circumstances. And we're all going to go through seasons. Life can change in an instant. I think it was Andrew. Andrew Snell Oh, here, Andrew Snell. is, is one of the most fulfilled people I know. And 20 years ago, his wife Susan, we were at a restaurant and she said to me, never let go of Andrew. He will be a rock to you. The next day, I got a phone call from Andrew crying that his wife had suddenly passed away. We went to the Palma, Playa de Palma, and there we sang, give thanks with a grateful heart. And there he said, Lord, thank you for all the years you gave me with her. If Susan, who is, I asked him once, do you ever think about getting remarried? And he goes, never. I mean, just like a blunt, no. She was my all. (laughs) And although he loves her tremendously and he misses her, there's still a deep fulfillment in him from Jesus. Do you see what I mean so we have to be careful that we don't we don't we don't talk about fulfillment according to circumstances because the circumstances in our life are going to change. We're going to have different seasons. I mean, we had Arden, we couldn't have kids, then we get kids and then we thought he was going to die And, and, and it's just like, you just don't know what life has for us. We know that he's in control, that he holds our hearts, but we just don't know what's ahead. But we know that neither life, nor death, nor principalities, nothing created shall be able to separate us from the love of god that is in christ jesus he says i know i have learned the secret of being content the secret of being deeply fulfilled no matter what the circumstances are so jesus promises deep fulfillment and jesus promises deep fulfillment to you as you see his face, as you see his goodness, his power, I, you know, we sang a song we haven't sang in years here. I don't even know if we ever sang it, but, uh, be still my soul. Oh my goodness. We said that you gave birth to that song. It is well. That's it. We sang that today. It is well with my soul. I was going to say we gave birth to that song, but it wasn't really me. Once <laughs> I was, I was just there, but. It is well with my soul, deep. Oh, and no, but the reason I was saying this is because the waves and the winds still know his voice. The wind and the uh, waves still know his name. So no matter what the circumstances are, deeply fulfilled. And the impact that Jesus had he made her aware, he makes uh, the Holy Spirit makes us aware of our littleness. Makes, makes us aware of our littleness, not because we are to have be be, be replicate ourselves or, 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 you know, just speak badly of ourselves, realize our littleness by the sheer majesty of his greatness. The Holy Spirit makes us aware of His greatness, and He gives us a desire to know Him, to know Him through His Word, to know Him through prayer, to know Him through fellowship, to know Him through obeying Him. I mean, I think today, James, what he shared was so good, because it is true. Sometimes we can come to church and it's just give, give. But the moment we plug in and we say, how can I serve? It's amazing the growth that happens in us. The Holy Spirit will cause you to walk in obedience. And what He wants to accomplish in us is to have God dwell in us in such a way as to control all of us are you thirsty? are you thirsty? where can you satisfy that thirst? where do you go? and I think here the passage answers it very very clearly in Jesus not only will the Thirst be satisfied, but it'll actually become a fountain. A fountain. Not just a vessel to receive, a fountain for it to flow through to others. Maybe today, during worship, you know, just just do business with him. Just say, Lord, I just want to grow in my knowledge of you. I want to be a person that worships. We looked at what worship is a few weeks ago. I, I I want to know how to worship you. I, I want to be deeply fulfilled. Lord, teach me your word. Do business, whatever it is. Maybe there's a sin in your life. Maybe you suffered by other people and it's damaged you. You can't get beyond what has happened to you. And I would ask, would you allow the Holy Spirit to have a work in your life this morning? As we sing just even if like there was nobody else here just you and him as we sing just pray to him and allow him to do his wise powerful gentle gracious fulfilling work in your life let's pray lord we are so grateful for This story, Lord, that reveals so much of who you are, but not only so much of who you were then, so much of of who you are today and so much of what you are wanting to do in our lives today. And, Father, I pray, I mean, like Jacob, bless us, Lord. Bless every single person in this room. bless us lord like jacob said i've seen the lord face to face bless us give us deep fulfillment because we see you in jesus name we pray amen